It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Cincinnati Bengals are 1-3, and and there's not a whole lot of reason for optimism after a massacre in Tennessee. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. And unfortunately, the Cincinnati Bengals are 1-3 after losing another embarrassing game on the road, unable to get out of their own way on either side of the ball. We come to you on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're new to the show, we appreciate every single one of you who are everydayers who make us your first listen. And I know that's hard to do when the season's going the way it is, but we appreciate all of you who make that a habit nonetheless. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Not a whole lot of good things to say about this game for the Cincinnati Bengals, James, as it is very similar in many ways to week one. Joe Burrow limited, the offense limited, At least Joe Mixon played well again. At least Jamar Chase played well again. But those are the only two real positive things I can find about this game in a sea of questioning and negativity that you can talk about with this team and be reasonable in in doing so. Yeah, this was uh, the worst case scenario in in a lot of ways from an on-field standpoint. Obviously, injuries, you know, you could always get to a a worser scenario if you really want to go that route. But we're not going to do that. We're going to to look at this and look, I I'm literally in the score clock operating room here at Nissan stadium. And I see home 27 guest three. And if you would have told me that before the game, I was like, Oh, do you mean the peewee football game after Bengals Titans? Because there's no way in hell. I thought that this game was going to be 27 to three on either side. I I thought this was going to be a physical close matchup and, and it was anything but, and The Bengals have a lot of issues, Jake, and I think it starts on offense, but this defense, and we had this debate, I think, after the Ravens game in our post-game show, this defense going up against Ryan Tannehill, making Ryan Tannehill, who played well, and I get it, look way better than Ryan Tannehill should ever look. They scored on five of their first six possessions. So you can't just point it at Joe Burrow or Joe Burrow's calf or Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor's play calling or lack of creativity or whatever you want to on offense. You also can't just point to the defense and Lou Anarumo or uh, point to insert how, whatever you want from a big play standpoint because they gave up a bunch of big plays. And so at least one offense was able to, it was able to produce big plays today. It was uh, the, the nightmare. And to me, this is way worse than week one. And I don't think I'm being a prisoner of the moment. Week one, I, I farther removed from it, I understand it. 
like I, I get it. it it was just all of these different scenarios and they all happen and it's just a really really awful matchup this isn't an awful matchup the Bengals know what they're getting against the titans they've beat the titans every single year of joe burrow's career every single one until now they beat them when he, they were a crappy uh, team in 2020 they still beat tennessee at, at paycor and then in the divisional round the next year right here at nissan stadium and then last year obviously as well and uh yeah, this, this is a really, really tough loss. And I really think after listening to Zach, Joe, talking to, to the guys in the locker room, and obviously there's video out of that uh, that I've tweeted, this team is searching, Jake. And, and they are they're searching pretty hard right now. This isn't, oh, we've been there, done that, we'll be fine. It's, well, what the hell? I didn't expect to get punched in the mouth like that and, and us not be able to punch back. And that's what happened. On, on Sunday, not that they didn't want to, but they, I, I don't think they knew how in the, the, that's the, the scary part is you got to figure it out very quickly. The margin for error is razor thin and it was complimentary football in all the wrong ways. You said, you can't just say it's the defense. You can't just say it's the offense. You can't just say it's Zach Taylor. You can't just, just say it's Joe Burrow's calf. You can't just say it's penalties. You can't just say it's tackling, but when you have to say, you can't just say that many times, Yeah, there's a lot going wrong. And it, and it truly is for this football team right now. And that's not to say they can't write the ship. It is a long season. But what reason do we have to believe right now they can turn it around? It is really the, the, the challenging thing. We haven't seen consistent steps in the right direction really from, from any part of this football team. Like I said, I, you know, excuse Joe Mixon and, and Jamar Chase from this conversation because both of those guys, I think, continue to play well. They've been pretty consistent at least for the most part this year, but Joe Burrow's calf is a huge limiter for the offense in terms of what they can do in terms of his ability to get out of the pocket. It puts them in a razor tight margin for error when they're on the field on offense, they get behind the chains, you know, their play gets forced off the spot just a little bit. The timing within a play breaks down by a half second and, and they're tanked. And, and mm -hmm. that's what we've seen too many times this season. And, the reason I compared it to the week one game, James, is because from a game game script perspective, from the way the game played out, obviously the score is part of it. But despite an effective first drive where they, they choose to run the ball, Joe Burrow audibles to a run, got a look he said he'd liked and, and thought they could score a touchdown against a wide front on, on third and goal from the six or five and a half. They, they choose not to go for it. They get a field goal and then there's nothing for the rest of the game. And part of that is Tennessee starts blitzing and Burrow can't move to buy himself time regularly. Part of it is the offensive line not protecting well enough. Part of it is protection rules and, and free runners and, and just communication breakdowns. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, but the reality is, especially now with T. Higgins, the news is that he's got a fractured rib. So who knows what that means for his near-term future. Not a lot you can do with rib injuries. It sounds like he's going to miss some time. Rappaport is saying uh, and that's what you would expect with a broken yeah. rib. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a crappy injury. Anyone who's had a rib, rib injury will tell you. It makes breathing hard. It makes laughing hurt. And anytime laughing hurts, that's when life is really not going great. But the, the answers are going to be difficult. I think it hurts to laugh for a lot of fans today. At least it doesn't hurt them physically to the point sure. where, you Fair. know, they're like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. don't make me laugh, man. That hurt. Like I've, I've been there. Not maybe what T's dealing with, but like anyone who's had a rib injury will tell you it's, it's like that.
Yeah, I man, I I think that to me adding T because because we're going to talk a lot about the offense this week. I just know it. And so adding T to this, now they're shorthanded. Now it's and I get it, it's Arizona next week, but it's still Arizona and you're going on the road and I don't think this Titans team's very good. Like I don't. I think they're fine. Like, I think they made Ryan Tannehill look way better than he is. I think Derrick Henry, you, you came into this saying, hey, you, you don't want to let Derrick Henry have, have the, his best game of the year. And what did he do? He had his best game of the year. Um, let's get into a bunch of particulars because I think there are different areas that stand out. This is literally our first conversation about the game, and, and I like that because it's our, our instant reaction as well. And so there is a, a ton, I think, that we should dive into, Jake. And, and so let's do that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You said you wanted to talk particulars, and there is a laundry list of particulars we could talk about. The defense talking about tackling a lot after the game from Zach Taylor to DJ Reader in the locker room. Penalties, third downs, drops, offensive design, play calling, Joe Burrow's calf limiting the offense. What particular do you want to tackle first? Well, I, I think we need to start with Burrow in this offense. I thought when he started four for four that he was just seeing it and it could be one of those days. I, I really did. And, and it was just calling the right stuff. And even even when they have to settle for the field goal, and he has the near pick, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and you're four for five for 45 yards, I think you feel really darn good about where you're at. And it just was a nightmare from there, like just nightmare. So I don't know, I don't know what the fix is. Like I, I've seen some say, "Oh, well, rest Burrow and and go to this or that." Or he's playing. Like they've clearly decided that he's going to play and he's decided that he's going to play. And so that isn't even being considered. They didn't even take him out of the game, which by the way, I would have done. I thought that was stupid. I don't care. You were out of the game. I know they said they were in it. I would have told Joe in the fourth quarter, the Titans had a 10 minute first possession of the third quarter. The game's over that ended it. (laughs) And they got points. 
Um, so to me, th- that's probably it. I, we should probably start there. Not taking Joe Burrow out of the game, I thought it was a mistake. He was taking unnecessary shots that you just you don't need him to take in a game that you were not coming back in. Yeah, there were some ugly shots too, where yeah. you know the fourth down play stands out, oh. where where they fail on fourth down. He's trying to escape, trying to step up in the pocket. Alex Kappa's riding his right arm, so even if Burrow is looking to throw at that point, and I think he was, he can't because his right guard is on his right arm. And, and so, like, even if he wants to, to uncork a throw, he can't because there, there's somebody literally in contact with his right arm. Like, he just can't get into a throwing motion from there. And then he takes a hit trying to scramble, which, trying to scramble, he, he hasn't moved for the entire game. You know, you're risking the calf. You're risking a, a hit doing something worse than aggravating the calf. So, agree with that at some point. Late in the third quarter, I started questioning why are the starters still out there on either side of the ball? Let's just save legs. Let's try to see if we can keep some guys a little bit fresh or avoid some injuries. Because they also had Camp Taylor Britt go out with an injury, uh, got got hit in the head, um, trying to trying to pursue a running play. And Miles Murphy on the other side took took just a, a shot from his teammate. Both guys just trying to make plays and wrong place, wrong time for for Camp Taylor Britt. Um, getting out of the game without injury would have been at least something. We've got injury to go with the insult. And, and there were a couple of, like, there, there are two fourth downs. I, I understand the field goal. I would have gone for it. Zach said they have a really good low red zone defense. We wanted to get points and make sure we started fast. I, I, I get it. But between that and, and the midfield punt where they get into a, a – a fourth and reasonable fourth. What was it? Fourth and three or something like that mm-hmm. near midfield. I'm trying to find it in, in the game log here. Yeah. Fourth and three at their 47 down 14, a minute and a half left in the, in the first half. I get that you don't want to give up more points on a short field there, but they gave up points. Anyways, they gave up points anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like your defense was getting shredded. They, they had a chance to get off the field. This is when, they couldn't, they couldn't get a third down stop started here. The Titans were 0 for their first three third downs and then six for their next six, and, and that was that was the game. Yeah, it, it, it was, and that's the, the, the decision. It's just it's frustrating because I don't know if they would have converted, but you want, you want to give them a shot at – they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half, Jay. Yeah, it's bad. They've only scored three total touchdowns on offense all year. They're averaging less than 13 points a game. And that's thankfully as high as it is because of Charlie Jones and, you know, the defense doing what it's done. Like it's helped, you know, turnover wise in some of these games I'm I'm talking about defensively. So, yeah, I think uh, it's as bad. I I think it's as bad as it's ever been offensively right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like this Andy era. Dalton minus mobility right now is, is this offense. Like, it's, it's as bad as it could possibly be with Joe Burrow quarterback. Yeah. And n- now without T, I, I think they're really – I don't know if they know who they are right now. Well, Burrow was asked after the game, right? He's like, what's the uh, – it was Kelsey Conway from the Inquirer asked, what's the identity of this offense right now? And Joe's answer was, we can't get anything going. That is not <laughs> – that is not yeah. an identity that you want. Nothing. We, we, we're bad. That can't be your identity mm-hmm. when you're Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, 
and, and all of the the success this offense has had through the years. And just to give you an idea of, of how this game was going for me personally, when the Titans went up 17 to three, I last year when the Bengals got off to rough starts, I would say time and time again, let's see. They've come back from this spot time and time again. Mm-hmm. My tweet at the time was that could very well just be ball game with four minutes left in the first half. 17-3 game. We've seen the Bengals come back from that numerous times in the Joe Burrow era. Even against the Kansas City Chiefs, we've seen the Bengals come back from that. I did give the caveat that an answer, if they could have gotten points, gives them a chance, and they they did not get points and, in fact, gave up that Derrick Henry touchdown pass, which we talked about on this show. Trick plays where we're going to be a potential turning point in this game. Tannehill missed what should have been a touchdown on the first drive of the game on a throwback trick trick play. Then they dial up another one for a touchdown later. Um, that's the way this game went. I, and it was obvious early. I don't know how Josh – I don't know how Josh Wiley got open on that obvious Derrick Henry is going to throw it. You Nobody believed. Not a single person on the Bengals defense believed that was going to be a throw. Every single player reacted to the run. How? We all of us said it was going to be a throw. They, they even it, took the, the time box. out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, watch the throw. Nobody. Like, th- that That play. So the two plays that sum up today are that play, timeout, and then that happening. And then it's the, the third down in the in, inside the 10, take a timeout, still confused, almost delay of game, check to a run. Mm-hmm. run the ball to the three <laughs> and, and it might've been the right chance. I'm not, but it, it was just, it was so disorganized and weird and, and you end up having to settle for a field goal. It uh, they're searching and I'm searching right now because right now they're just bad. There's some bright yeah. spots. Like there's some guys that are, are decent, you know, good players, but they're just bad. And in, in that better change this week and really, as in this week, this coming week, going into Arizona. And now you look at these next two games against the NFC West teams, and you're already going to be 0 for 3 in, in the AFC, an 0 and 3 record going into the bye against AFC teams. But you're going to have to get these two NFC teams and, and get to 500, which, man, we should not be talking about this, but that's where we are. The, the juxtaposition between expectations and where this team is after four games is is staggeringly distant the the point where we expected them to be versus where they are and and it could all come back to joe burrow and and this offense because if if they're moving the ball the the bengals defense did get a couple of stops to start the game they held tennessee to a field goal on their first drive and it was a long field goal it was a 53 yard field goal so they got that stop they get us three and out on the second drive, and they if they even got to a third and seven on the third drive for the Titans before they lost Nuke Hopkins on the sideline. But the offense in between there just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the defense starts staying on the field forever. The offense has all these really short drives. The Titans have back-to-back drives going in and out of the half. They have to stop opting to receive the ball on the opening kickoff. I don't care that you want to start fast, but it, it, it's just putting you at a disadvantage. It didn't come back to bite them last year because – they, they played so well on their opening drives, but man, the the gap to fill right now, they've done it before. They have, but in, until we it, see it this year, it, it's, it feels different. Like I need to see them 
start well, to recover. And and the tone, like you said, the tone from Burrow and Zach after this game is is a little bit different, I think, than last year. It well, it's not like last year. Yeah. I mean, there's their second best receiver and what third most important player on offense. One of them has broken ribs and it could be out to the bye. I mean, let's just say, could he miss two weeks? I think it's kind of realistic. So it could be out until after the bye. Joe Burrow's less than 100%. You're one in three. It's it's rough right now. And it was already rough. Like we were planning on it. Our expectations, we did a whole show on how offensive expectations were lowered some. So I, I think biggest surprise today is how much the defense got dominated. But let's let's continue. Let's continue this conversation, discuss a little bit more about the defense and more about an ugly, ugly day in Nashville for the Cincinnati Bengals. Today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, where you can snap into the NFL action with America's number one sports book. New customers to FanDuel will get a $200 bonus bet guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets for just a $5 bet with FanDuel, win or lose. That's some great value. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And it's just incredibly easy to use the app with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So if the Bengals aren't keeping you interested, perhaps if you're into it, FanDuel.com can do that for you. Check it out at FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL Today's show is also brought to you by Streetside. Yes, Streetside Brewery Beer is all they make. Family-owned and operated since 2016, and they have award-winning beers, including pastry stouts, coffee blondes, brown ales, fruited sours, and they have a tailgate before every home game, drinking food specials, games and prizes, plus... You can check them out for happy hour every Monday through Friday, four to six. So maybe you're looking for a place to, to watch a Sunday night game or Monday game, or you want to watch all the games uh, when the Bengals are in Arizona in that late window, you want to watch the one o'clock games. Well, you can do that at street side and they have new beers dropping all the time. That's why I love street side so much. You're talking about family owned and operated local and unique flavors and something for everyone. So there's variety there as well. So check them out today at 4003 Eastern Avenue in the Columbia Tusculum neighborhood near Lunkin Airport. Again, it is Streetside Brewery. Mentioned concern about the defense, James, and this one certainly did get away from them. The Titans got to play with the lead, but it was the explosive stuff. Yeah. That, that's the big concern. Oh. Like Derrick Henry getting loose when he's rolling late in the game when the Titans are winning 17-3 to already, like that's probably going to happen to a lot of teams. Maybe not Bengals teams in the past. Maybe that's where they stiffen up, get an answer, and keep the Bengals in the game. And, and so I'm not saying that it's nothing, but the deep shot to DeAndre Hopkins, the play-action stuff was working. For the Titans and Tannehill wasn't perfect. He missed a couple plays that, that could have made it even a better day statistically for him. But explosion in the running game and the passing game. I mean, even when Ty J Spears fumbled a handoff in the backfield, it went for 23 yards. That's the kind of day it was for the Bengals defense. Yeah. 
that's true. It, it was that kind of day. That's another play that sums it up is, is Tajay Spears. By the way, I found myself a couple times just looking at Tajay Spears like, man, he would be nice on the other side. He, he'd be a nice little piece to have. But honestly, does it matter? Like, I think they need to, to revisit everything, by the way, uh, offensively. Scheme, all of it. Um, so, sorry, I went on a Tajay Spears tangent. Um, as far as uh, defense goes, um, I think the thing that really bugs me the most today, the pressure wasn't wasn't there. Now, they did get to him. Like, if you look at the numbers, it's decent. It's not like, you know, like Miles Murphy, congrats, by the way, had his first career sack. They got to him. I remember him, you know, tackles for loss. Like, I remember them doing that. But if, if you're doing that, you need to get pressure on those explosive plays, too. There's a com- completely clean pocket on the Hopkins throw. It's not like Tannehill was rolling out and found Chris Moore deep downfield. He was able to, to set and make a really nice throw. Like, those are the plays where you wish that it was a little muddier because it was always kind of muddy for Burrow today. And, and I think the Titans had a really good game plan to do that. Meanwhile, the Bengals – Tannehill, yeah, he did get hit. It's not like he wasn't sacked or anything like that. At the same time, I was expecting, and they ended up getting the pick at the end when the game was over. I was expecting two turnovers, five, six sacks, locking down Henry a bit, and certainly not giving up these explosive plays. That's the part that's pretty shocking to me that they did. Like DeAndre Hopkins beating Cam Taylor Brett one-on-one, like that's not shocking. Okay, so that's one play. All right, well, how does Chris Moore do it? All right. That doesn't make any sense. Like they're number two. They were out without Traylon Burks today and their offense was fine. Fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot of it. I think, like I said, a lot of it is Tennessee got to do the kind of offense they wanted to do. They, they were staying ahead of the chains on early downs, So they're getting into third and twos. Although they did also convert that third and seven with the bomb to Hopkins, which is just all right. You gave up a bomb to Hopkins. That's not good. But, you know, you go back to the first half on the fourth down that Vrabel went for on the other side of the 40. So about seven yards different in field position, fourth and two versus fourth and three. Tannehill sits back in a pocket all day until Tajay Spears uncovers past the sticks for first down. And the Bengals have their second team pass rush on the field, which – I get because that's play number like 10 of the drive. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight of the drive. And you need to rotate those guys, but situationally, that's not where you want to be. And maybe you're expecting a run, but either way, you got backups across the board on the defensive line on that play. And there was pressure when Tennessee had to drop back pass. This is the, the Bengals had their fourth sack removed by a penalty, by the way, that directly led to points. For the Tennessee Titans, that was a four-point swing going into the half. But once the Titans got to start playing their game, running the ball, staying ahead of the chains, play action, all the things that they want to do, Cleveland wants to do, neither offense behind the chains is very functional. Things really went off the rails. I mean, the Titans even converted, what, a third and 16 on a late hit call? It was uh, unnecessary roughness. Dax, Dax, Dax it was wasn't getting, Dax. It was. So he Dax was, was getting blocked by a running back, and he grabbed the running back, his Spears, and, and they got like 
tangled up and apparently he ripped the, the running back's helmet off oh because okay. i asked for clarification i asked for clarification too because you look and nick scott you, you're like oh did they just get the number wrong and then jordan battle had the hit over the middle and it was neither of those it, it was on dax but that one was that was brutal because they if you have that and you get off the field there maybe the offense put something together and you grab a little momentum obviously it didn't happen but that was the 10 minute and 22 second drive that extended the lead from 24 to three to 27 to three and, and really put it out of reach. I'd say like even mindset wise, I think you're like, Oh my God, like this is just, this is a beat down today because there's only five minutes left in the third quarter and Joe Burrow finally got the ball. And immediately after that, they get a strip sack. Like the two times Joe Burrow actually held the ball a little bit on longer developing plays where he takes a little bit of a deeper drop and they're looking for shot plays, he either gets hit or or he he got sacked or, or he gets strip sacked. It was The great. strip sack, you never see that happen with Burrow, ever. He, he feels it so, too. He just can't move. He's so good. Well, that's it though. He's so good at stepping up and moving and he holds to it. He keeps two hands on the ball always. He's not one of those quarterbacks that has just the one hand. And, and that happened, and I'm like, man, that rarely happens to Joe. Obviously, it happened, but it, it's just a really rare thing. So mm-hmm. just a crappy day. I, I, at the end of it, uh, Tyler Boyd, he cut that little out on, on – I think it was the third down, and it was a loss. I think it was a loss of one. He's fine, by the way. He just ripped a scab on his knee and was in pain from it. He was not happy, um, which I don't blame him. But he spun the ball, slammed the ball down, and then Burrow, after he got sacked on that fourth down – kind of threw the ball to the side too. It's, it was that kind of day for the Bengals, and, and you could see it in their body language at the end. A lot of guys need to play better. The coaches need to get together and figure something out. There, there's blame to go around this Bengals team right now. Mm-hmm. If you're pointing to one thing, you're not pointing to enough things. If you're pointing to three things, you're probably still not pointing to enough things in terms of, of what needs to get fixed. It starts – from coaching and the quarterback, it goes to the offensive line. It goes to many of, of the, the skill players on this team needing to play a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball. It goes to tackling on defense, discipline on defense. The, the, the penalties they've had in the last two weeks have been brutal. And, and good explanation on that Dax Hill penalty, James, that was not on the broadcast. You, you just can't do some of those things in some of those spots. And, it's been a, a chronic talking point for a team that was very disciplined last year. The, yeah. the penalties in particular. Um, when your margin for error, error and victory is as narrow as it is for the Bengals right now, you, you can't have that. But, you, you know, the, the hope is, is that Burrow continues to get a little bit healthier, said the calf felt good today, no setbacks again. It's obvious he's not moving and pushing it, but the longer he goes without re-injuring it, the – the hope is that he can get closer and closer to being able to play like himself a little bit. And they'll need some of that, I think, if they're going to get out of this hole. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about where the Bengals go from here as they're looking to recover. They were 2-3 and three last year, too. And Arizona, while they've shown some fight and they're feisty, is an opponent that before the season started, we would have said the Bengals should have no issue taking care of business in that game. They've scored six points on the road, however. And so that will need to change next week if they are to get off this losing streak. Really? I know they won a game in there, but it hasn't felt good all along. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll be back with more on this game as we transition 
to week five. Until then, thanks for listening and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.